Hello and welcome to the Divine Discovery Podcast. I am your host, Deja, and I am here to share about all things holistic health, well-being, conscious movement, mindset, manifesting, spirituality, self-confidence, and soulful business. So you can transform into the best version of yourself, bring your dreams into reality, and discover your divinity. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Yay! Welcome to another episode. I'm so excited for this guest I'm going to introduce you guys to, but this is Bridget. She's actually one of my friends who I've been friends with for a while. Like we hung out in Adelaide back when I used to live in Adelaide and she is such an incredible human, all about women's empowerment. She is just such a sweet, beautiful human. I won't do too much of the introduction because I don't want to butcher it. So I want you to actually maybe share with everyone a little bit about you, um, your background, what you do, and yeah, give everyone a taste of who you are. Well, firstly, thank you for such a beautiful introduction. I mean, it just, it's so nice to hear, you know, your, I guess your views on our, our beautiful friendship and that we have so much in common as well. And so I'm Bridget. I am a women's health and lifestyle coach solely online. And so I guess I've been in the health and fitness industry for the last, goodness, eight years now. And so I've I've always had such a deep interest for for health and well-being, but most importantly for helping women and to ensure that I'm giving and educating and supporting them as much as possible because who doesn't want to live such a healthy, confident, and happy life that's fulfilling for them? And so I guess what brought me to being such a, an advocate for women's health and confidence is because that I went through my own journey per se. Um, I was a bodybuilder. Before that, I was a, a personal trainer for years. And I was always that, that fun outgoing, really active, you know, woman who I was just a go-getter. I I guess that's how I would describe myself. And all of a sudden I started to experience after coming out of the bodybuilding industry, such a a hardship. Um, For the first time in my life, I was experienced what it felt like to be self-conscious. For the first time in my life, I was experiencing what it felt like to not actually enjoy being in the body I had because I was always someone that was fit. I was always someone that was, I guess, for those maybe that can relate or to paint a picture, what was deemed the the beauty and body standards that of our generation. Mm. And so when you get to a certain point where that is not your identity anymore and you're lost, it's a very daunting experience. And so for the first time ever, when women came to me for help and they said, I actually hate the body I'm in, like I want to change, I could finally be in their shoes and actually understand, wow, I know what you mean. Mm. And so that took me on a very long, uh, deep inner journey to heal myself and my relationship with myself and my body. And then that's led me to be the health and lifestyle coach that I am today, helping heal women's relationships with themselves and essentially learning to restore their love for who they are because no woman should ever feel like they don't have that ability to love their true self 
And so that is why I am here today being an advocate for women empowerment and to essentially guide women to fulfilling their life in the most healthiest and confident way. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so important to also recognize like, like when you are looking for a coach or someone in the health field, like in the specific area that they're focusing on that they want to help you with, like it's so important to have someone who's kind of been there and who has <laughs> like they're walking the talk. They have been at the lowest lows when it, specifically now as we're talking about body image and body confidence as well. And yeah, like looking at someone who's been there so they can help you like put a hand out, bring you out of the trenches and be able to lead you into the light. So I really love that you have almost being able to guide yourself and like be able to come out of that and then turn that into a business and turn that into something where you can help other women as well. So I want to touch on as well, specifically with body image, what did you find was like the biggest challenge when it came to your own body image Um, in particular? Like, was it society expectations? Was it what you saw in like magazines? Because I know that was a big one for me is like, what we used to see on the TV, even as children, it was like almost like programming. So yeah, I would love to hear what was the, yeah, what was like the biggest impact and biggest challenge when it came to your own body image? It definitely started with that, that loss of identity, as I said, and and the way I described it before is what we see based on societal expectations and and pressures and, and beauty standards. I was once upon a time, I I fitted into that category, but I didn't know that at the time because I was just that bubbly, confident and and happy woman. And then going through that loss of identity, going through such a, a huge shift in my body appearance, gaining a lot of weight, I gained 20 plus kilos. Um, And that was after being obviously the smallest I've ever been. That was what comes with the sport unfortunately but in saying that I had it was the first time experiencing that shift that oh I've gained weight Mm -hmm. am I allowed to be a PT anymore Mm -hmm. it was a oh my goodness am I allowed to be seen in a gym now I don't look like what personal trainers are meant to look like do I embody health because I've gained weight now And so you're right, it's based on those societal community expectations and pressures and what's deemed healthy, what's deemed accepted to feel like our body is enough and worthy of, for me, continuing my career as a personal trainer. And so that was such a tough shift and just a a, a journey to navigate, to understand where do I now fit in to society? Because for a long time, all I ever knew that my my job was based on helping people get their appearance goals. And I was someone living my appearance goals. So I can see now looking back on my past, there's such a huge disconnection there. Yeah. Because... You know, that's what a PT did, right? That's what a PT looked like. They had the abs, they had the the muscles. But then going through this journey, it made me count my blessings. Although it was the hardest point in my life, it made me realize, hang on, am I actually 
wanting to look this way just to keep my job? Does this actually make me happy aiming for this appearance? And then you take a moment and obviously I, I had coaches myself, I had done a lot of inner work myself to then have the ability to take a step back and look with a broader range of perspective and realise, wow, that's actually not who I want to be. And my identity shouldn't be related to just how I look. Yes. And so understanding what those societal and community expectations were, why was that so apparent? Why is thin deemed healthy, what we call thin sanity, right? Who wrote those rules? Who wrote these beauty standards? And why should we be living our lives in accordance to someone else's opinions? Yes, a thousand. But when I started to when I started to question that, that's when I realized there was a huge disconnection in what I was aiming for and what I actually wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's it can be so hard, especially for young girls as well, even yet like young and older women too. But like when you go into the shops and there's such an incongruency with like sizing of clothing, which can also play, make a big impact on our like mental health. Cause we're looking at a number and being like, wait, wait a second. I'm like a size 10 over here and then a size 14 or whatever over here. Like it can kind of mess with your mind, but you like your body is like the clothes should fit you, not the other way around, if that makes sense. So I, I love that as well, that you, have brought up around having almost having like the self-awareness around the societal expectations and around almost like being put in this box of how you should act how you should look how your weight should equal your self-worth which is absolutely bs (laughs) so Yeah. yeah I guess too like what's what's something that you really really teach your clients as well particularly women who come to you who are feeling so low in their self-confidence so low in their their body image like what's what's some really great ways that you help them come out of that and help them to step into that 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 confident version of themselves without attaching like their weight to their worth yeah of course and and thank you for bringing that up because it's such a a powerful I guess tool or a a first step within my program. So I run the Powerful Woman Project and this is, as I said, where I help women restore their relationship with themselves and their confidence. And we do so through health optimization because that gives you more fulfillment in life. It's not only bringing you joy, but you feel the best you ever Mm -hmm. have as well. And so the first thing we do, and it's great that you bring it up as well, is just having a conversation about this this morning actually. And it's all based on self-awareness. Yeah. And I live by the quote, and I also don't want to butcher it, but I'm certain it was by Gandhi himself. <laughs> it's you cannot change what you're first not aware of. Yes. And so if you're looking to change your body confidence, if you're not yet happy with your body confidence, if you're looking to change your relationship with yourself because you know there's a misalignment there and you're not yet fulfilled, well, then we first need to become aware of what it is that we are feeling. 
Why are we feeling such ways? And then what does that path forwards look like? Because we need to be aware of what's brought us to this place, what's brought us to feeling such ways, and then figuring out the why, the purpose behind why do you want to change? Why do you want to progressively move forwards? And so through several different um, self-awareness practices, um, I have a, a process that I do with the training modules and the workbooks that I offer in order to seek that, that understanding. So we do it with um, different question prompts and I guess a step-by-step -step process to uncovering certain information about themselves. And then we use our mentoring sessions one-on-one -on -one to dive deep into those things. Because a lot of the time we choose to not have this self-awareness because what does that self-awareness usually bring up? Discomfort. And shame as well. Exactly. Yeah. And who wants to speak about how shameful they feel about their bodies? Yeah. Who wants to shine a light on how miserable they may feel? Yes. But unfortunately, and fortunately, it is such a powerful step into healing your relationship with yourself and your body because we need to be aware of the misalignment. We need to be aware of the disconnection. Be aware of what doesn't yet feel good for you. So then we can understand how would you like it to feel? And what does that mean for you? Yeah. So by understanding where those, that misalignment is coming from, whether it's societal expectation, whether it's accounts you see on social media, whether it's people you look up to, whether it's people around you, you know, the, the judgment, the opinions, the voices that you surround yourself with all lead to the thoughts and feelings and beliefs you have around yourself. Yeah. And so that is the first most powerful step that I take all of my clients through is that self-awareness journey because we cannot change what we're first not aware of. So we can't jump straight into changing everything and changing our habits if we don't know why. Exactly. And having the self-awareness without the shame, without the almost like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling that. I shouldn't be thinking that because you need to see it from like a bird's eye view and know as well that some of those, those thoughts that you think, some of those words that you tell yourself, like it's not always you. And I know, I know this to be true as well, because even throughout my journey, when I was a bit younger, I watched my mom go from like, she was obsessed with losing weight. She did have this thing of like, I will be more worthy once I lose weight. And she went on these crazy diets. She took diet pills. She was exercising like a madman. Like it was insane. And that got rubbed off on me for a bit as well, because she wasn't like she wasn't eating carbs which carbs are energy please eat your carbs oh yes <laughs> that's a whole yeah. other topic but I there was things and certain things that she would say to me of like oh, are you sure like that fits you well like that's a bit tight or she'd almost judge other women on the tv and other women on magazines because that's all she that's what she was doing to herself so almost doing that to others was making her feel better about herself as well so I know I had to do a lot of self-awareness and self-reflection of what I was saying to myself number one what I was saying when I was looking in the mirror and that sometimes that wasn't actually me most of the time it wasn't actually me 
And there was one time yes. as well, I remember I was in the shower and I had this thought and I became aware of it. It was the first time I came, became aware of like my, my thoughts and the cycles that would go on in my head of the self-hatred. And I literally said to myself in my head of, I wish I hated myself more so I could like starve myself and be able to lose more weight. And I, when I became aware of it, I was like, whoa, like, okay, I need to make a shift. I made it need to make a change. Like it doesn't feel good to think that. And I just want to like almost give everyone who's listening. If you are having those thoughts, you are having, but even if you aren't like aren't aware of it yet, start to become aware of it. And then when you are recognizing that, know that it's okay. Like you're not alone, but there can, that the other side of it, if you choose to, it can be so beautiful. And when you start to love yourself more, not even just with like body, like body confidence, but when you also love all parts of yourself, you also teach other people how to love you and care for you and talk about you. So <laughs> coming out of that as well, I guess I would love to know what are some of like the biggest things that you did personally to help you along your journey? Was it like things like affirmations or yeah, what were your big things that you did or learned that helped you on your journey that made the biggest impact that shifted things for you? All right, there was definitely three, three or four that I can uh, off the top of my head. I mean, there's a lot that I do. It's a general passion and hobby of mine to continue this journey for myself. So look, I could be here for hours talking about yeah. what I do. Um, but the first thing with I guess leaning into that self-awareness was a simple journaling practice mm. because it allowed me to actually start to understand what was going on up in my mind and when you see it down on paper it's just like saying it aloud we actually get so much more clearer and understanding of what we're saying so as you said in the shower you finally heard what your thoughts were saying and you had that moment you caught it and you're like oh, yep. I don't want to say those things about myself or maybe just a general like realisation of that truly what I think. Yeah. And so with that awareness, you have that, that questioning and actually understanding that we are not our thoughts, we just have thoughts, right? So understanding that, you know, the, the way you are speaking about yourself is going to relate, like correlate um, straight to, you know, your relationship with yourself and how you view yourself. And so by leaning into the journaling practice, it allowed me to, whether it would be, you know, journal prompts that were given to me um, or whether it was catching a thought and then writing it down and actually just understanding like word vomit on the, on the page of, okay, well, why have I said this about myself? You know, what did I mean by it? Where did it come from? Just getting really curious. So journaling was a huge start uh, to, to my journey and one that I teach my, my clients. I was going to say my women. <laughs> They're all my women. <laughs> my clients um, of how to start that self-awareness process on their own. Um, secondly would be, I would say, uh, my mirror practice, yeah. um, much like yourself, um, 
you mentioned that you know you were looking back in the mirror and you know you could recognize the maybe the the harmful critical things you were saying about yourself and I remember <clears throat> I used to be that woman that would look in the mirror all the time like get me in the gym and you could not get me working out away from the mirror I was full of myself and I loved it like and I think that's a great thing to embody but when you see that shift and that difference and looking in the mirror is the most harmful and scariest thing you can do for yourself when you look at that difference and and reflect upon that Mm. it's really overwhelming yeah and so I was taught a a mirroring technique and so to do the mirror work there is several ways that you can progress in making it work for you and so for instance you would start with because this is something that if I couldn't be accepting of my body for how it looked now you know I wasn't going to look in the mirror because it made me cry like I couldn't count the times in the last three years how many times I actually cried in front of the mirror I actually no I couldn't count I couldn't even tell you a time where I didn't cry more so and so to do the mirror work is to start to get comfortable with seeing your reflection is to start to get comfortable saying nice things to yourself. Mm. And so you can just start with a handheld mirror, for instance. Like it can be something small. It doesn't need to be something as daunting as standing butt naked in front of a full-length mirror. So you start with what is easiest for you because it doesn't matter where you start as long as you show up in the best way you know how. And so I would start with a mirror and I'll start to just tell myself three things I'm grateful for about me and who I am. And so when I did that, I start to gain more confidence of showing up in the mirror because that was such a daunting task. It started to become more accepting and more easy. Mm. And then I would work my way up to maybe a, a bigger mirror where it just showed my waist up. Yeah. And so I might be maybe in tighter clothing. I might just be in my, I worked my way up to my bras and undies where I could actually see some skin and tell myself three things I'm grateful for. And not just, you know, I love you or not something like I'm grateful for, um, you know, surface level things. Like I'm grateful for my body. Like I, I should be grateful for my body. It was getting deeper. It was actually I'm grateful for my stomach because it means that I can, one, I feel myself well. And secondly, the organs that lay behind here keep me alive or I'm grateful for my legs so instead of focusing on a a negative you would be like well I'm grateful for my legs because they allow me to walk every single day to get place to place Mm -hmm. they allow me to walk my dog every day they allow me to get from A to B or it might be I'm grateful for my arms because they get to hug my loved ones So you get to actually have a deeper understanding of what your body does for you instead of just the surface level things of how it looks, right? And so I worked my way up fully until I got to a full-length mirror and I could stand in that full-length mirror butt naked and I could not stop smiling because throughout my process, I finally got to where I wanted to be, embodying Bridget who loved what looked back at her finally in the mirror 
because I could see all the things I love and appreciate myself for that aren't just surface level appearance. It was actually a deeper understanding and connection with my relationship with myself and my body and what I'm actually capable of. And that helped me recreate my identity for who I truly wanted to be and not just a PT who had abs because that's how I, I had labelled myself because yeah. unfortunately there are aspects of the health and fitness industry that are very focused on appearance. Yes. And so mirror the mirror work was definitely such an influential part of that. And you could say, as you said, affirmations came into that because I was expressing my gratitude and I would express um, positive affirmations that would really embody who I wanted to be and to remind myself how to rewire my beliefs to know that I am beautiful and I am strong. And so I could start to focus on what I really wanted instead of what I wanted to avoid. Yes, I love that so much. So I really loved how you shared all of that, especially around like the mirror work. I think that's so powerful. And even with the the small steps out of your comfort zone with like just starting with the handheld mirror, because it can, yeah, it can be very daunting for someone who maybe avoids like full length mirrors or you or you're someone as well who is just working on healing your relationship with your body. And I just wanted to touch on like the, the inner child side of it, because once you actually start to heal the relationship with your body, heal your relationship with food, heal your relationship with even how you view health and what healthy looks like, you in turn end up healing that, that child version of yourself as well. Because I think it's so important to recognize as well, when you're saying, those hurtful things to yourself you're not just saying it to your adult self you're saying it to your child self so see it as like like I know I did some work around like I would have some younger child like photos of myself and I would look at that version of me as a child and almost like bring myself into tears because I'm like I would never say that to a like really like looking at the world with like bright fresh eyes and (laughs) And they, yeah, so I think it's important to recognize that, especially if you're a mom as well, like looking at, would I say that to my child? Like, of course, I, of course you wouldn't. So um, I guess coming into that too, because doing the work with your body image and healing your relationship in those areas as well can also heal a lot of other areas of our life. So I would love to hear from you of just, where has it helped you in other areas of your life, not just with like your body image and confidence? Where has it helped you in other areas? Good question. Uh, I mean, I guess firstly, I couldn't agree more to be able to focus on prioritizing yourself. If that is because when it comes to a lack of body confidence, uh, a lack of self-esteem, or even just lacking in overall health and well-being, there is a disconnection there that you are not showing up uh, in the best way that you can. And so usually when we focus on those things, we do then heal our relationship with our inner child because we're then able to feel at our most authentic because we are valuing what we need. Because our needs, I mean, yes, we're in this physical adult body, 
But there's always an inner child in us that needs to be heard. She needs to be seen and she needs to be understood. So if we have a disconnection with our body image, right, that is usually based on uh, external validation and um, society expectations and pressures, right, that are not created by us because when we are children, especially from the ages of zero to eight, that is where our subconscious mind is created. It's where it's molded and formed. Mm. And so anything we experience within that time shapes the way we view our lives, the way where we experience lives. And so that's why these external uh, pressures and, and expectations are so influential on us as children. And so when we are, as let's say, the, the, the adult, saying these critical things about ourselves, well, we're speaking directly to our inner child. She's not being seen or being heard because those things, especially those that have experienced this for a very long time, are just validating their past experiences in which they haven't felt seen, heard or enough, right? Yeah. And so I guess flowing on from that to see that, that healing within my relationship with myself, my inner child, my my body as a whole the aspects in life it's it's benefited is just the way I show up for myself it allows me to deem whatever I think possible whether that be in my career you know having that ability to run my own business it whether it be to get to a point where um, you know I have a, a large array of women working for me as well whether it be the way I show up in my relationship because I live by I live by a lot of mottos and quotes but I find them so powerful and one of them is the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for the relationships you have with others Mm. so doing the work on myself my inner confidence and my relationship with who I am well, I healed relationships. I didn't even know I needed to heal. Like I healed relationships with my parents. I have an even stronger and deeper connection with my boyfriend. I attract the most beautiful, loving and caring relationships within my friends as well because relationships can be platonic or intimate. Yeah. And so all different aspects, I now am able to attract the people I want in life to continue to align with with who I am because now that I have embodied Bridget 2.0, who is the most authentic and confident version of herself, well, the people I now meet align with that version of me as well. So it's not just fulfilling your inner love for who you are. It honestly, like, it makes me emotional thinking about it. It fulfills your love for life Yeah, because it's a different lens. It's a new, more clearer more positive and just much more happier lens to live by. Yeah. And so even if you think that you're just doing the work so that you can get dressed more easily in the morning so that maybe you have more confidence to to wear the bikini at the beach or to get out there and date again, whatever it may mean for you, it doesn't just stop there. Yeah. It's a never-ending forward 
progressing cycle of fulfillment in life, whether that's career, relationships, yourself, honestly, anything you deem possible, it, it fulfills all the different aspects. So it's been the most enlightening journey I've been on because you don't, when you're at the start, you don't realise how much success you're in for yes. when all these things start to align with who you truly are. A hundred percent. I I'm a, I truly feel like as soon as I started working on my body confidence, my body image, because that was like my first sort of hurdle to overcome. It literally set me off on this journey of like improving on my self-love, my self-worth, improving on relationships. And, and it's literally yeah. catapulted me into everything. So in the grand scheme of things, I wasn't really focusing or helping my body image right was but it was almost like the overall self-worth piece of building up my self-worth and in turn that shifted my entire life because when you shift things internally that's when the physical reality starts to match that I think that's so important to recognize because often a lot of people are looking externally for the things that are going to feel fulfilling that's going to fill out fill out ourselves up inside when you need to flip it like you need to do the internal work and then that's when the physical yes. the physical reality start to shift and change so oh, I literally I could go on another so tangent <laughs> <laughs> oh man this has been a so really good. really beautiful conversation it's almost been very healing for me as well just to reflect back on even like how far I've come so I really appreciate you coming on and um I'm so I'm so excited to hear how everyone has received this and I really hope like we've we've come across with a really gentle approach because I know this can be a very touchy topic and almost a very triggering topic as well so I will put a disclaimer if you already listened to the disclaimer disclaimer is already in there (laughs) but just to make sure that you know, you are receiving this. And even if you are, have, or are being triggered by what we've shared in this, lean into the trigger because triggers are a sign of where we still need to look in, look inwards and heal. So look at it, don't avoid it because when you lead into the triggers, that's when the healing really begins. So to kind of wrap this up, what would be, one piece of advice, a tool, a resource, or something that someone could take away who's listening to this, where maybe they've just started on their journey. Maybe they just need some extra help and tools of how they can move forward within developing body image and body confidence. So yeah, what would that one piece of advice, tool, or resource that you would give them? I think, look, this was probably one of the most influential prompts that I got on the start of my journey. And so I'm going to leave you all with a journal prompt today to take away and to to sit with and to take your time with as well. And I want you to ask yourself, are you trying to be who others want you to be or are you trying to be who you want you to be? Mm. And so to rephrase that, it's getting curious It's taking time to reflect and to create self-awareness, to understand if there is a disconnection with your relationship with yourself and your body confidence, if you're looking to move forwards and grow, take that time to sit with that prompt. 
who you think you're trying to be? Is it because you're trying to be who others want you to be? Or are you trying to be who you want you to be? I love that. Thank you so much for joining. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Can't wait till we can be in the physical like flesh of each other when I come and visit yes. you guys in Adelaide. Um, but <laughs> for those of you listening, please go give Bridget a follow. I'm going to pop all of her links in the show notes and give her a follow. Go check her out. And if you really feel called to her energy and to what she teaches as well, go even send her a message or have a look of how you can uh, work with her too um so thank you so much and uh thank you guys for tuning in thank you for tuning into today's episode i hope you enjoyed it and i hope it served you today and i hope you got some delicious value from it and if you did love it please share this on your socials and make sure to tag me at the divine underscore discovery and connect with me further on there i always love to receive messages and i would love to hear your takeaways from either one of these episodes on the podcast and make sure you check the show notes below to make sure you don't miss out on any links for what we spoke about in this episode and also for any other links to find out more information about how to work with me, my services and my offerings. Have a beautiful divine day, lovelies.